Hey, everybody, welcome in. Another edition of The Wrap on NRM Streamcast. Tom Mazzoway alongside Jess Monticello in for Clarence Black today. We're here courtesy of Warren RV Storage in Warren, 6900 East 14 Mile Road, right between Van Dyke and 14 Mile Road. 24 hour security camera. They got fenced and gated property with the sign keypad and the gate code. You have your own keypad, your own gate code, and the gates are operational. 24 hours a day, a great LED lit parking area, 12 feet wide parking spaces, 30 feet wide aisles, 30 foot wide aisles, if I can only do the English language. So make sure you take, uh, say thank you to Roger Z and the good people at Warren RV Storage. Tell them Maz and Jess sent you, and you'll get a nice little referral fee, a little something extra in your Christmas stocking. All right. Where were you, uh, Jess Monticello, 40 years ago? Today, is that what uh, the John Lennon announcement? You weren't, you weren't supposed to do that. Oh, I'm sorry. That's I was okay. watching. No, it is. I was it's watching true. Monday Night Football. All right, let's let's with watch Howard. And, let's watch uh, it together. And uh, just to set it up, on the commercial break, they got the news of John Lennon being shot and passing away, and Howard was talking to uh, Dandy Don and Frank Gifford, saying, "Should we get this in? The game is down to the last three seconds. They're going to kick a field goal in New England to beat the Dolphins." And uh, I don't know if I can get it in. And Dandy Don and Frank said, no, get it in, Howard. You can get it in. He's like, all right, Giff, you do this play, and then I'll take it from here. Let's take you back to Foxborough, uh, December the 8th, 1980, on a tragic night on Monday Night Football. But it's suddenly been placed in total perspective for us. I'll finish this. They're in the hurry-up offense. Third down four. Foreman, it'll be fourth down. Kavanaugh will let it run down for one final attempt. He'll let the seconds tick off to give Miami no opportunity whatsoever. Timeout is called. Three seconds remaining. John Smith is on the line. And I don't care what's on the line, Howard. You have got to say what we know in the booth. Yes, we have to say it. Remember, this is just a football game, no matter who wins or loses. An unspeakable tragedy confirmed to us by ABC News in New York City. John Lennon, outside of his apartment building on the west side of New York City, the most famous, perhaps, of all of the Beatles, shot twice in the back, rushed to Roosevelt Hospital, dead on arrival to go back to the game after that news flash, which in duty found we had to take. Frank? Indeed it is. Three seconds remain. John Smith. I remember it like it was yesterday. I know everyone says that, but I totally remember it like it was yesterday. Sure. What a shock. And, and just, you know, you're watching Monday Night Football. It's, yeah. you know, we're coming down to crunch time in the game. What's going to happen here? Is he going to make the field goal? Is it... And then it's just like the air just went out of you. John Lennon, I mean. In front of his house, uh, in front of his apartment, the uh, trendy uh, Dakota. That was the name of the apartment uh, building that we was in, well guarded. And this John David Chapman shoots him twice in the back. Yoko Ono at his side. Cops come. They put him in. They literally bring him from, they take his arms and his legs and they pull him out of the apartment, put him in the cop car, and drive him. Meanwhile, 
they didn't know who it was really until the one police officer turned around. He's like, are you John Lennon? And John was moaning, and he's like, yes. That was basically his last words. They get him to Roosevelt Hospital. They put him on the gurney, mm. and they tried to save him, but it was too late. He had lost too much blood, and it was it was horrible. Uh, I'm a huge Beatles fan, huge yeah, Beatles well. fan. I still am. Yeah, and I list, listed the Beatles channel today for a long, long time, and they did a lot of good stuff for him. And a guy that was uh, that's on the air with us right now uh, from the Free Press, Dave Burkett, joins us, covers the Lions like nobody's business. Uh, Dave, I know you're a young guy, man. Do you, do you, do you uh, remember anything about that story? Oh, I was probably three or four or something. Yeah. When were you born? I, I might have been listening to kids, kids Beatles music. When were you born? 1976. Yeah, you were four years old. Uh, so... Uh, yeah, you wouldn't remember that, but you know it's it's something, man. Can you imagine that uh, on a Monday night football game, you hear that kind of news today? Yeah, I mean, I think the closest for my generation was was probably the OJ chase, and certainly not yeah. the same magnitude, but breaking into the NBA finals. You're not and, kidding. That's right. You know, yeah, you're 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 used to watching, or you're used to down to watch a, a basketball game, and all of a sudden it turns into some other major wow. news event. That was really. That was really amazing, that that Bronco chase and trying to watch the Knicks and the Rockets uh, play basketball. And uh, <laughs> that's amazing. But, you know, uh, condolences to uh, John Lennon, of course, and his uh, his family still. One of the greatest uh, musicians uh, of all time. Strawberry Field, right across from the Dakota uh, at uh, Central Park. They have a shrine for him there. I always visit it when I'm in New York, which I am quite often visiting my family. So... At least they still have a, a piece of him uh, going around. Let's talk a little bit Lions here. Uh, we'll go from one terrible subject to another. <laughs> <laughs> Lions uh, got a hell of a win on Sunday, Dave. I was watching it, and, you know, it's a love-hate relationship for me as a, as this Lions fan, like most of us. You know, you cover it. You probably don't have that much of a feeling about the game. But as a fan, we're sitting there, and we, we want them to lose because that's just the way we do it. We're not going to make a Super Bowl. Uh, we're not going to make the playoffs. So I would say 75% of Lions fans probably rooting for them to lose because we want to get a better draft position for our new general manager and coach. But the Bears refused to let us lose. I mean, what the <laughs> hell? What happened in that game? How the hell did they did they pull that one out? Hey, I mean, Trubisky turned into Trubisky. You know? <laughs> he is amazing. Midnight, and yeah, the, the, the pumpkin came back. Um, no, I mean, I think... Look, obviously, you know, the, the Lions, they, they did get a little bounce from having a new coach. Yeah. That's indisputable. You know, when they, they talked about it as much, I think, you know, it was evident when you watched them and sort of the, the excitement that they had on the field and, and on the sideline. And, and so I don't know that this is sustainable. You know, I don't know that they can, uh, you know, win out or win four of their next or three of their next four or something like that. But I think at least for one week they got a little devil bounce. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, it was. I mean, it was nice to see at least a, a competitive game in the end yeah. uh, go their way. Hey, we talked to you a few weeks ago, and we kind of mentioned this. We said it. They're going to fire Patricia. They're going to get another coach. They're going to win a few of their games down the stretch. Now, Bevel's the head coach now, interim basis. The guy wants the yeah. job, obviously. And you know what? He's worked hard at his career. The guy knows what he's doing. He's, a, he's very good on offense. It looks like Matthew Stafford and him have a great synergy together. Uh, I bet you. Dollars to donuts. Stafford would love to have him as the head coach. What's your take on that? Yeah, I don't know about you know. I think Stafford. I mean, who knows if he wants to return to Detroit at this right. point, right? That, that's that's probably the first thing he has to figure out. But you know, he's valued continuity in his past, so I think it's a fair assumption to make that 
you know, he liked Bevel's offense last year when they were slinging it around, and certainly last week they threw the ball downfield a little bit. So um, I think that, that suits what, what Matthew does. Um, now, look, I don't know if, you know, it, it's probably going to be hard for, for Bevel to keep the job, um, you know, even if the Lions do well here in this, this final month just because they seem to be an organization that's blowing everything up. But, Tom, you know, I, I mentioned this today. You know, Bevel has some ties to a couple of the most prominent head coaching candidates out there in, in Eric Bieniemy and, and Robert Sala. So uh, if, even if he doesn't get the head coaching job, it's not a guarantee that, uh, you know, he's gone at the end of the season. Do you think he would take uh, 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 that job again, offensive coordinator, under somebody else? Well, I, you know, I think he's got long histories with both of those guys. He was the one who, you know, helped bring Eric Bieniemy to the Minnesota Vikings. Hmm. Um, so, you know, I, again, now it's, it's maybe there's a different dynamic at play when you've been a, you know, a head coach, even in an, in an intern basis, um, at a stop and then coming back. But, you know, certainly we've seen it before, so I, I wouldn't rule anything out with that. That would be very lion-esque for a new guy to come in and he take the job still. The offensive line coach has done a great job. The offensive line is probably in the best shape it's been in a long time. Absolutely. I think they've done a really good job with that uh, that unit up front. I mean, you know, you look at the strength, and, and, you know, I was talking about this with a couple of my colleagues, Carlos Menares and Sean Windsor, today, that you got to give Bob Quinn some credit for what he did with that offensive line. Taylor Decker, Frank Ragnow, Jonah Jackson's playing well. You know, that's been a strength of the team here. And so I think um, if you're looking for, for blocks that you can build on for the next coach, next general manager, next regime, you know, that would certainly be one of them. Dave Burkett joins us, Lions beat writer for the Free Press. Uh, I had a guy on here for the last uh, few weeks, good friend of the show, Larry Lee. Larry was with the Lions back in the heydays, you know, as part of an executive uh, committee there. Obviously, he played for them. They drafted him. His name kind of get bantered about, not as a GM, perhaps, or, or a coach, obviously, but something. Is there a job for a guy like Larry Lee in this organization? The players love him. Yeah, I don't, you know, I, I don't know the answer to that. I mean, he's obviously been out a long time. I mean, I know Larry, too, and, and obviously, like Larry, like you said, you know, he's a guy that a lot of people respond to. Um, so, but, you know, I think that's going to be something for the next regime to figure out if, if there's something that, that he could do for for this organization. Um, you know, I, I think, obviously, he, there's a lot of value in the experience he's had. The one thing that you know would work against him with uh, with anyone that's coming in is, is the fact that he's he's been out of the league officially for for about 20 years. So certainly had some consultant experience during that time. But um, so I, I don't know. I think that's you know we'll have to see who the next right. GM is or how they structure the front office going forward to see whether that's something that could happen. Well, he's he's part of the Fritz Pollard Alliance, which you know gets diversity right. in coaching hires. So he's not really out of the game. He's still he tells us he still stays in the game. Yeah, no, no. He, I mean, he started that, you know, earlier this summer. So, but before that, I think 2001 was when he left the, the Lions. So, no, you're right. And I think, you know, in that regard, as a consultant to help with, you know, the search, um, you know, there's there probably is some value in that because he's up to date with with everything the Alliance is doing and some of their top candidates and can speak to that for a team like the Lions, who, frankly, Matt, you know, they're looking for all the help they can get no when kidding. it comes to picking a coach. I mean, the NFL is is going to be. You know, they've leaned on their guidance a little bit to that, so I don't think there's anything wrong with doing something like that. I was just going to bring that up to you as well. I heard they're leaning on Troy Vincent a little bit. You know, he's you know in the NFL front office for looking for a new GM. Now the Texans, they put together a heck of a of a conglomerate here to help them find their next GM and coach, including Tony Dungy's in there. Yeah, I saw that report today, and look, I'll say this: I you know, 
I don't know, you know, when you have a search committee and you have a, you know, a search firm you're using and you have a, an owner going to make the call and, you know, maybe Jack used to be down there, you know, a Rod Wood type up here. Um, you know, I, I do think you, you risk having too many cooks in the kitchen. Um, you know, if, if it's my organization, yeah. uh, I would like to, to think that I could trust the people that I know around the league to point me in the right direction. Uh, you know, maybe have one or two people in the, the room like the Lions do at this point. Uh, that really help with the, the search. So let me ask you this, Dave. Dave Burkett joins us, uh, Free Press. What's your? Who would be your top three guys for general manager? Um, or do you have somebody in mind? Anybody in mind? Yeah. No, look, I, I, I really haven't gone down the far enough path in terms of narrowing sure. down. Sure, understood. Be, um, but I think I'll tell you two things, right? I think it depends – what the Lions want, right? Some of the, the old school GMs, guys who've had experience, you know, a guy like John Dorsey has a great eye for talent, indisputable, right? He helped right. Patrick Mahomes straight up for Mahomes, and he drafted, he was in Green Bay when they took Aaron Rodgers and Baker Mayfield, and he signed Kurt Warner as an undrafted free agent. So <laughs> if you want a premium talent evaluator, a guy like that makes sense. Now, the GM job is about much more than just evaluating talent, and, and so that's where, you know, some of the other, um, Guys may have a leg up. You know, a guy like Rick Smith, who had some experience in, in Houston, um, you know, drafted Deshaun Watson, I think would, would be similar to, to Dorsey in that if, if you're going the experience route, you know, maybe that's the way you want to go. But, look, frankly, um, you know, I think there's a lot of talented young guys out there. Borgonzi from Kansas City is a name that you'll hear prominently mentioned. Adam Peters from the, the San Francisco 49ers mm-hmm. and Dodd from the, the Colts. Um, there's a couple guys in Seattle. I don't think you could go wrong if you went with any of those guys. And especially if they were tied into the coach that you really wanted, which, um, you know, frankly, a lot of people think it's going to be Robert Sala at the wow. end of the day. Hey, that's not a bad thing. A Dearborn native, grew up a Lions fan, kind of yeah. knows the, kind of knows our pain. I don't know if that's going to help him along, but at least he knows. You know, he's not a guy that's coming from New England or New York or something like that that don't really know what Lion fans go through. Jess, I think you were at the last uh, championship game in 1957. Am I correct? I was four years old okay. then, but I, you know, I <laughs> look, I've, I, I bled. They, they, ru- they ruined you. Am I correct? Oh yeah, I just, you know, I had season tickets. <laughs> I got my season tickets the day Barry retired. You know, that's the story of my life as a Lions fan. <laughs> They came in the mail. I hear on the radio, Barry faxed in his resignation. <laughs> you know, the, the Lions have had all this talent. I mean, you're, you're talking about they have. Lo- losing some games to get a high draft choice. Remember, we're going to get a defensive a defensive end to block out the sun under yeah. Fonts. We're going to get, you know, we've had some great people. No question, especially uh, in the 90s. I mean, I just remember, uh, uh, oh, gee, uh, the, the, the quarterback with uh, – with Moore and Perryman and uh, Kramer, no, Scott no, no, Mitchell. Scott Matt Mitchell. Thank yeah. you. I'm sorry. Uh, and suddenly one day they they're on they're on Monday Night Football and he's slinging the ball like crazy around. Yeah. And the next thing you know, the Lions win a big game and they go on and they're just now I'm I'm enthusiastic again. They get to a playoff game and what happens? They get blown out. Yeah, Philly killed them. It's just. Um, <laughs> They can't keep your attention very much. I, I'm so I'm. You're not a football guy anymore. No, they ruined you. I can't watch it anymore. 1950 freaking seven. Yeah, I know. You know, I I'd, I'd freeze my butt off at Tiger Stadium, beating my feet on that cement, trying to keep warm, and it, it was it was always a comedy of errors. Yeah. It was, 
it was a a penalty on a long pass, sixty yards. Well, Tom Dempsey. Let's let's start oh. with that. Tom Dempsey's sixty-four it. yard field goal. They did make the playoffs that year. I want to. I add, remember but. watching that with my dad. Yeah. We were in the living room, and we we're, we're you know, and oh man, no way he's going to make this. The Lions have this one in the bag. No, no, yeah. it's it's Lion esque. And Dave, I'm sorry. I, I, it's the. I just don't know where to go as a Lion fan here. I I, I, just, I really don't. I, the, I look at the Cleveland Browns this year, and I'm happy for them. I'm happy for the people of Cleveland. These people lost their team. I mean, they moved to Baltimore. Right. They become the Ravens. They win two Super Bowls. They, they come back with an expansion team. They've made the playoffs once since they have came back this year. They look like they're for real, man. I know you probably don't get a lot of time to watch the Browns. They get a Monday night game this year, this week. They're they're in this thing. Nine wins with Baker Mayfield. The, the, the Browns can do it. Why the hell can't the Lions? Well, I've, I've definitely heard that sentiment, right? That, yeah. that they they've done it before. And I just mentioned John Dorsey. You know, he was a guy who helped build that. Yeah. He's a free agent now as a GM. But um, look, I, you know, you ask where where do we go now? You know, as, as if you're a Lions fan, I think. Uh, frankly, you know, you, you just sit back and let these these final four weeks play out, and, and maybe they'll maybe they'll play some good football here under Daryl Bevel. You know, have a little bit of a bounce and, and play with some enthusiasm and play some competitive games. I know everyone's sick of watching them lose by double digits, and, <laughs> and then look, you know, this there's there's some pieces on offense. We talked about the offensive line. You know, Kenny Galladay. They'll probably resign him. The last sign. You think he will? Tag. You think they will? Well, that's I, a lot of money they, for a receiver. I think the new regime has to franchise them, frankly, just because okay. you, know, you don't have any weapons if you don't. So, I mean, to be determined, obviously, by, by who the next regime is, but I think it would be a mistake to let him walk out the door. So, you know, you have some building blocks on that side of the ball. Uh, the defense really needs a complete makeover. Oh, they need more speed. They need more playmakers. And um, I, I do think that this is a, a bit of a you know big rebuild. It's a bit of a project here. But, um, you know, if you get the right people in place, then – you know, you can turn this thing around. Hey, I'm a little bit nervous uh, about DeAndre Swift. What do you? Th- what's going on uh, with him? Yeah, I mean, I can't blame him. You know, um, obviously the the brain injury was in concussion protocol for a couple weeks there, and you know, it's never something you want to mess with. And um, look, I don't know how he's how he's feeling right now. Uh, you know, if the migraines are, are still an issue, you know, that's something that um, you know you might might want to consider shutting them down and getting them taken care of. Yeah. Uh, but you know, there's a, at this point, you know, I, I don't know that it's, I don't know that it can be considered a long-term thing, uh, in terms of something that will affect him the rest of his career. We've seen in, in uh, flashes how good of a player he can be. So yeah. I guess the uh, my hope would still be that he comes back and has a. It's not a job at best situation. Yeah. You know, so so hopefully he can come back and have a successful career. I mean, that's the life. thing that pops in my head right away. A guy that I want back is Adrian Peterson. I don't think he hurts your team by having him on it. Well, you know, I, I'll say this: he's been a consummate pro. You know, I mean, lost his starting job. You know, admitted, like as he watched them, like what took so long, right? The understudy, yep. pretty good player. Uh, you know, I, I don't know what he still, how much he still has to offer as a as a player at 35. I don't, I don't know that he'll be back. But um, you know, for what they have going on right now, scored a couple touchdowns last week. Um, I don't mind seeing him on the field. 
Not at all. I think he just add, brings something to that locker room. And some big games. We got the Cowboys and Ravens tonight. That's a Fox game. Ravens desperately need that game, favored by eight and a half. Cowboys in last in the NFC East, but they're only two games out of first place. The Redskins, excuse me, Washington and the Giants right now. Giants have a half game lead. The NFC East is starting to turn around a little bit. What do you what do you think about that? And the Eagles going to Jalen Hurts now, a quarterback. Doug Peterson is a guy that I like, and I saw you write something the other day that, hey, if the Eagles don't want him, I know a team that might want him. The guy won a championship two years. Yes. You could, you could certainly do worse. You Hell know, yeah. An aggressive coach. Um, but, look, I, let me say this, Miss. I, I'm i sort of digging these, uh, you know, Tuesday games. Monday Heck, me too. You know, Wednesday. Like, <laughs> it gives you a little something to watch. Yes. You know, Waiting for, especially right now, as I'm waiting for phone calls back and making phone calls and trying to see what's going on with the Lions situation. You know, they're about much more than football right now. I don't mind having these games on the, uh, you know, on the television to watch. I don't, I don't know how good the uh, the NFC East is, but right. at least Washington and the Giants are uh, are playing some some good football, playing some competitive football of late. You think the Lions will give the Packers a game on Sunday? That's a 4:25 kick, by the way. Sorry about that. I know, right? Uh, you know, I do. I look. I, I think you know, weight was lifted. Obviously, with the the firing of Matt Patricia, I still don't think they're a very good team, especially on the defensive side of the ball. And I think we saw that play out for the the first half of the the game the other day. Really, the first three quarters. Um, but you know, I I think they they have enough pieces on offense, especially if they get Galladay and Swift back, which could happen this week. Um, you know that that all of a sudden, you know, you're looking at. Uh, maybe it's a. I'm not going to pick them to win. I don't think, but yeah. you know, I could see them playing a competitive game and and at least uh, you know reflecting well on Bevel for the second straight week. Hey, Dave, I appreciate it, man. I know. Did we interrupt your lunch again? What'd you get from the bakery this time? Hey, same thing as last time. I got uh, six <laughs> loaves of pepperoni bread. The kids love it. I did. I did pick up a half dozen donuts for him too. So that a boy. Surprise, You're a good dad. Cool. You're a good dad. You need to come by the studio, <laughs> man. That sounds good. <laughs> Dave, thanks for thanks for coming on. Best of luck to you, man. Stay healthy. All right, guys. We'll talk again. All right. Dave Briquette, Free Press, Detroit Lions. Poor bastard has to cover this team every single week. Yeah, it's it's rough work, but, you know, it sounds like he's up to the task. He is. He is. He's very good at his job. Good week this week for some games. Uh, Patriots-Rams Thursday night football. And then the Sunday games, you got the Vikings and Bucks. Both teams got to win. Colts and Raiders, same there. Steelers and Bills for Sunday night football. That one should be a doozy. Steelers coming off that loss. Buffalo coming off that big win last night. And then the Monday night game, the Cleveland Browns get a home Monday night game. The Cleveland Browns, who haven't won since, you know, way back when either. By the way, that's the team that the, uh, well, not that it, not this iteration, but it was yeah. the Browns. That's the right. Lions, it's the Browns versus the Browns, by the way. The, yeah. Ravens and Browns yeah. is the Browns versus the Browns. The Lions beat the Browns in 1957 to win the right. championship. Yeah. That's right. Was that Bobby Lane? It was. It sure <laughs> was. Bobby Man. Lane. And who knows who, who was around back then? Uh, probably Night Train Lane and Joe Schmidt and... <laughs> The good old days. The good old days, Jess. They were good days. They were good days. A lot of good baseball uh, out there as well. A lot of free agents starting to sign here and there. Tigers still waiting for that big signing. Uh, I don't know if it's going to happen uh, this year when they make that big signing or I they wait you, another year. I told you, Glacius just went to uh, the, the, the Angels. Angels, batted 370 I missed in that. the short season. I missed that. Had a great season. That guy, he, he, he could was, he could play, man. He just and he when he first came it. from Boston, 
He was hitting. Remember when he first came? People say, oh, I won't last. I'm like, yeah, this guy's got it. And it didn't last, Here's obviously. something I think might have helped him in the National League, right? If you've got a pitcher, of course, they had the DH this yeah. year. So I, yeah. that, that doesn't make sense. But you would think a guy, let's say you're a guy batting, batting eighth, yeah. right? Yeah, maybe they're going to walk you a little more so they can get to the pitcher. Yeah. Right? You know, you don't you don't have to be. Your on-base percentage yeah, will go up a little yeah. bit. Well, we'll see, man. You know, if you could play shortstop and a team's got a good shortstop, that's that's a big battle right there. Well, it used Good to shortstop be, controls that infield. It used to be you'd take a shortstop, you really didn't care. If he could hit 200, you were happy if he could, you know, he could play the position well. James wow. Harden wants out of Houston, by the way, NBA. He wants to go to a contender, maybe Philly and the Nets. Rockets want a ton of players. And NHL, January 13th, they're looking to kick it off or face it off on January 13th. Jess, thanks for sitting in today, man. Oh, my pleasure. It was such, I was just enjoying listening to Mr. Burkett speak. Did you, did you yeah. suffer too much talking about the Lions? Yeah, it's, you know, it, it brings back such painful memories. At least you're up to date now. Yeah, thank you. Th- thanks to Kelsey and David B. behind the glass. Stevie Matko will put the show together. Thanks to our guest today, Anthony Broom from Maize and Brew. No Ohio State in Michigan this week. And, of course, thanks to Dave Burkett. Lions and Packers coming up on Sunday. We'll do it again in a couple days. Could be right here on NRM Streamcast. On the wrap, courtesy of Warren RV Storage. It's Maz. Have a great day.